This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of the housewives. Every season and every episode of all of the real housewives is available to stream or download right now on Hey You. And it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here because we are getting stuck straight in thanks to Hey You. You can start a free trial now at HeyU.com. And after that, it's only $5.99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. And there's no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. November is going to be amazing because something that we Housewives fans have dreamed of for years is finally happening. The crossover of dreams I am discussing, I am bringing to your attention. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is coming to Heyu from Friday the 19th of November. I actually cannot believe this is happening. We have Melissa and Teresa from Jersey. We have Kyle from Beverly Hills. We have Cynthia and Kenya. Kenya! from Atlanta and we of course representing New York have Ramona and Luan as well what is going to happen when those gals get together I I can't even I can't deal I actually can't deal I'm so excited and if you wanted more oh there's more on Mondays you will have The Real Housewives of Potomac The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and my girls finally back The Real Housewives of Melbourne come on everything you could need housewives wise is on Hey You this November Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. It is an exciting time in Housewives world. We have a trailer for the new season of OC that looks amazing. There's people tweeting about how they've seen the first episode and apparently the season's going to be amazing. Oh my God, Ultimate Girls Trip is this week. Anyway, lots of big Housewives stuff is happening, but I'm very excited about this interview today with an amazing American songwriter based in Ireland, Galia Arad, who, shout out to Panty Bliss, she put uh, this lady on my radar ages ago. Panty had mentioned that she interviewed Galia for her podcast. That interview is available at the, on the podcast Panty Personals. If you haven't heard it, it's a great listen. And was like, this person's really into housewives, so you should get them on. And did it take me a while to get Galia on the show finally? Yes, it did. That's my own lack of organizational skills, but I am thrilled to be talking to her. So I think you're going to love this one. There's She didn't have a run-in with a housewife, but a friend of hers did. And it's honestly such one of the better run-in stories I've heard in the last year doing the show. I, I could really visualize this one happening. And we got into all the shows on at the moment and some excellent chats about music in the housewives world as well. So without any further ado, here is Galia Arad on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a singer-songwriter who recently released her new single, Love Past Him, and she is the host of the podcast, Hustle Art Breaks. Galia Arid, welcome to Housewives and Me. Hi, Connor. I'm so excited. We have so much to discuss, but I, I want to start at the very beginning. How did you get into Real Housewives? Well, it depends on, like, different ways and reasons for every... Um, I mean, I will start out, and I feel like you know this by now, that I've watched probably 90% of All Housewives. And so every kind of – what is the word I'm looking for? Like the location, I guess city. I just say city, yeah. Yeah, city. Like I started with Beverly Hills. I remember it like happened to be on TV when I was living in New York, and I remember Lisa Vanderpump coming on there and being like – making a joke about how her husband called (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> called her a sex object because she objected every time they had sex or like every time he wanted to have sex. Um, it's a very Lisa joke for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll continue watching this. And then like just it kind of – I transitioned. Like it just – it's an addiction that grew and I just was spiraled. I spiraled and I like then watched New York 
And then I think I was like doing, I was, I had moved to Dublin and I was doing my taxes, like my American taxes. And I needed something in the background to make it more pleasurable, you know, to like sit down and mm-hmm. like do things, which I don't make a habit of. Now it's like I can't do anything else except watch. Like I like to put all my focus on the housewife when I'm watching. Um, but at the time I was like, I'll, I'll put Atlanta on. Uh, while I do my taxes. So I started from the very beginning and I watched like, you know, four seasons or something of Atlanta, got hooked. And that was that. Like I've just watched, I've, you know, it's just been a spiral, Connor. (laughs) Just. (laughs) (laughs) I love a spiral as a way to put it. You're like, I've gone down the rabbit hole. I've spiraled out of control. Yeah. It started out reasonable, you know, and then it's like I started paying for it. Literally just. (laughs) I'm obsessed with you saying, then I, I was paying for it. I was like, does she mean metaphorically? <laughs> I mean in I every like, sense. Wow. <laughs> in every sense I've paid for, paid for this. You know, mind-wise and money-wise. <laughs> and time-wise. <laughs> Obviously, people will have guessed from what you said there about living in New York, and I'm sure from your accent, that you are an American person living in Ireland. But when you were living in like New York and watching Housewives or like watching New York while in New York, did it feel like, oh my God, I'm in the same city as the cast of New York or did it feel completely removed from your experience of the city? I That's a great question. I actually think I started watching New York after I had moved maybe because I moved in 2012. So it was pretty like I think I just started maybe I would watch it and then like miss New York. But none of those ladies like were going to the places <laughs> that I had frequented <laughs> when I was living there, you know, very different, very different like venues and (laughs) bars and stuff than when I was going um than like where Ramona goes and like Harry Dubin you know (laughs) so you weren't at the Regency and Steakhouses in New York looking for older men wow wow that was actually me with Harry Dubin um in the photo (laughs) yeah that'd be don't you were the photo with tom oh sorry no i was thinking tom sorry i was thinking tom not here oh they're all it's all the same girl it's all the same weird terrible man yeah 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 (laughs) you obviously like living in Ireland and being from the states like have you noticed that more irish people are sort of watching these shows and like does it make do you find that funny because obviously it's such an american thing like when you see irish people talking about it yeah like it's also all the irish people are starting at season one which (laughs) which was like (laughs) 2008 and they're like i'm not sure i get it and i'm like this was a hundred years ago that you're starting like i've grown up with these women (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true woman with these women you know and also like and i do think because it's older and if you don't get it and you're hearing about it and then you start it a certain season. Like, I don't know if I started now with season one of whatever that I'd be so hooked, but it's like you become really attached to these characters. Um, like you're reading a book, you know what I mean? And like watching them yeah. evolve and they're, you know, them change and get divorced and their faces are changing and their bodies mm. are changing. And so to kind of start now, you know, from an episode from 10 years ago, I don't know if that <laughs> like resonates with people, but maybe it does. I think you've hit on something interesting in that I do think some people stick with it and they have that they do understand as they binge watch it this sort of uh, long-term 
relationship that we would have as viewers of, of it over a long period of time but there is something about this sort of slow ebb of it week on week that re- like they really do like the way people talk about soap operas here and even in the US like they kind of they become part of the like you mentioned having it on the background when you were doing things initially like that it becomes part of the fabric of your life as wild <laughs> as that sounds and you do start to like totally. really engage with the people and sometimes when people just try and watch it on a random Sunday I'm like okay you, you have to build a relationship with this like it's it's bonkers it is bonkers. And it's like no one really gets it unless they get it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like kind of uncomfortable. I feel, especially <laughs> here because I feel like Americans are like, oh, yeah, I have a friend at least who's like really obsessed. You know what I mean? Like everyone at least yeah. has one friend who's like, you know, <laughs> in that universe. And then here it's just like a lot more vulnerable <laughs> to be like – Oh yeah, like I'm extreme like I'm an extreme fan of the real housewives. <laughs> like no, that it is, is not I, yeah. a selling point <laughs> to like a personality or a friend, you know? Like that's something you might want to hide for a while. <laughs> I even find that like when I tell people like here what my podcast is about, some people are just like Huh? Whereas I know if I was in the US and said I have a housewives podcast, they would immediately go, Oh, like my friend like is it my cousin watches that? But yeah. like here they're like you're obsessed with what now? I'm like, it's been part of my life since 2009. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm like, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get me. And you don't get this. Yes. Like just, yeah, just change the subject. I know. It is, <laughs> it's hard for us. It's hard, hard life Um, when people don't understand. But it also feels so, like it does feel, I don't know, like these are just, I, they're not our friends because they're, most of them are just like, monsters but mm. i have enjoyed maybe not most are monsters but a lot of them it's just you watch the evolution of people it's like a never-ending book yeah and i've always said it's like uh i call it a high-end form of people watching it it's like sitting in a cafe and going oh she picked that up and she spoke to her like it's it's like that but on tv you're just like oh this is how humans behave when they're in this situation like it's yes. just pro- it's nosiness it's anthropology, people. <laughs> Get on mm-hmm. the train. I like that's much more highfalutin <laughs> than what I said. I, I think we'll we'll go with that version. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a mis. No, I was just gonna say, I think there is a misconception about like what it is because people are like, oh, that's all like rich. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe how it started is like all these like rich, you know, w- white women, and primarily it is too many white women. But it's like New York, none of them are married. <laughs> Like so many money problems, like for a lot of people, like people trying to hustle, people getting divorced, like drug problems, like there's been suicides. You know what I mean? It's like it is kind of like the gamut of the human experience a little bit, you know? It's not just like plastic surgery and, you know, Rodeo Drive. I completely agree. And I find some of the worst snark I've gotten from people They'll say, well, it's not just blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're like, they're all Republicans. And I'm like, okay, but literally on Atlanta, they went to the Democratic National Convention. Literally on New York, one of the women campaigned for a Democratic candidate and went door to door in her hometown. So I'm like, you've never even actually looked into, I mean, yes, there are for sure plenty of Republicans on this franchise, but like, you've just yeah. made a sweeping generalization or something you've never watched. It's like, I, I'm like, fine. As you say, if they don't get it, they don't get it. I mean, I do have to push, I have to push out some of the thing. I mean, I I do realize a lot of them are on the wrong, <laughs> the wrong side of history. And that is something that I have to, you know, block out. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. God, like I've, cr- I cried this season of, um, the last season of Atlanta. 
like all the Black Lives Matter stuff, like mm. when they were um, like all the protest stuff and the discussions. And I've loved, and I know this has been so such a like a hot topic, which really annoys me actually. Um, I've loved all the discussions on race, like in Beverly Hills in New York this season. I know people are like, we don't want that on this show and I'm like I've loved it I've actually loved it yeah it's added a layer that it didn't have before and it you know I always I mean I've said this before and I'm not the first person to say but when people are like I don't like them talking about race on this show but I'm like we've discussed, discussed divorce death suicide like people's mental health journeys we've seen people like lose all their money we've seen like we've seen it like stuff related to feminism like, and, the, and the role of women die Remember when Vicky's mom died? Like, oh my god! Yeah, the was phone it Vicky's call. mom? Yeah, the phone. Call. It's like we saw that, and you'd but race is too like like serious. I am annoyed at people about this. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always found that a weird argument. Like, I definitely think they have to be mindful of how they handle it on the show and how they frame it. But I think to say that they can't discuss it is just bizarre. I also, I mean, I don't like you know, obviously, as an American person living in Ireland, like when you watch Housewives, like. I know it's not representative of all of America by any means. Like, cause no, like, come on, it's television. But do you think there's anything about these shows that does actually give insight into America as a country or parts of America? Well, yes. Um, I think, of course, it does. I don't think that. I think also just people's reactions to the show is very American, where it's like <laughs> these people are getting death threats like these there's like Mm. huge fights going on on social media and twitter and everyone's like taking sides and that's also very indicative of america and i don't say that like well i say that in whatever way it comes out it's just (laughs) that it's not not the nicest parts you know um yeah of america but i do feel like everyone's like oh team this team that and like it could be over the stupidest thing nothing you know not about trump or whatever but it could be about someone's whatever i mean like (laughs) any random fight that they have and then it's like this cutthroat like reaction to the show from crazy people on the internet and like (laughs) That's one thing I will say. I've never been one of those crazy people. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy fan and I watch and I feel, but like the people that take it to the, (laughs) take it to like social media and are like, I think that's very American to just, well, maybe that's everywhere. People are just assholes, you know, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but in terms of the topics and representing America, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like consumer, like people want to see rich people. And I think that's very American, like the aspirational stuff. But then there's like the smaller topics that I think are just kind of universal, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, no, of course. Yeah. By even just like the fights or the. Or what people bond over. I don't know. I I think that there are a lot of universal things in there. But somehow the, the reaction to the show feels very American to me. That's so int- I would never have... I would have thought of that, actually. So that is an interesting take. Um, let's let's get into the shows because the shows are really lit at the moment. And we have so much to discuss. Um, I think we should just go straight in and not mess around here. We're, we're kind of wrapping up this titanic season of housewives of beverly hills like what have you made of it and 
I mean, let's just say, like, where are you on Erica Jane? Like, what's your, okay. what's your where, where do you land on that hot topic? <laughs> I land so firmly um, against Erica Jane's handling of everything. I don't, at this point, it's like whether she knew, whether she didn't know, she seems to me like an absolute sociopath. Whether she knew or didn't, she found out – she must have found out something before we did and didn't do anything about it. She didn't, you know – and then just like everything – the way she's handled everything, the way she – oh, it makes – has made me really upset. I mean mad, like mm. mad and also mad at Lisa Rinna for just like being up her ass. I'm like, what are you doing, Rinna? I don't get it. Like – and even Kyle, just – I don't understand how you can be friends with someone who's not even being like – if this did happen, like I will sell this ring that I'm wearing on the way to the private jet and give it like and donate it. Like there's just no nothing. There's not one ounce of like empathy or sympathy or anything coming from her except towards herself. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah, the way like because obviously in a way, ob- like if any of us were in that situation, we would be. I think we'd all say, "This is really difficult, and I don't like it." But she's leaning so hard into my life is over and it's like yeah and so are like dozens of other people who like don't have the money they're owed like she, she you really get the impression she's she sees herself as the sole person who's really suffered and you're just like oh my god the lack of self-awareness even for a real housewife is staggering is staggering and also it's like where are her people to be like erica <laughs> at least fake it like that's what i don't understand it's like I know I understand that she probably feels like the worst of the worst of the worst in terms of her own life. But where are her people being like, this doesn't look good? <laughs> like, yeah. stop being a, like an absolute asshole to everybody. It's weird. Like, I, I feel like the fact that she doesn't get anything is very alarming and like sociopathic. I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. And it's also this thing of she seems to think that, you know, She's always had this sort of the character of the pop star side of her where she's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't fuck. Fuck you. Fuck off. And she <laughs> seems to think if I lean into that more than ever and give less of a fuck than ever, it'll really like make people still know that I'm that bitch. And it's like, we actually want to see the other side of you now. Like that's part of why we watch these shows is to see the other side of someone. And there's been times where she's, you know, pre all this in other seasons where the, you know, she's lifted the veil a tiny bit and you go, oh, there is a person there. And she's, I don't know. Like, I would think the, the I do think something went down at marriage where she wasn't happy and he wasn't nice to her. 100%. And I'm kind of like, you know, to be honest, as you say, like cynically, you could just lean really hard into that and go, my husband was an awful person and look what he's allegedly done to these people. And yet she's like, huh, I'm going to wear latex and leather. Haha, and I'm still getting my makeup done. It's like, are you all there? Like, what? what is this drag act you're doing? And also why it's like she's like just like like being like all about like sex and like at the reunion <laughs> when Andy's like, what are you looking for? She's like a big dick. And so it's like she did. I don't know if she said that, but it's like I, I remember her saying that because she could have. She did. She did. She oh, did. She did? A, like a big dick. She said that? Or was she just like good sex? She said something like a big dick. And then also at one point, Andy said something. She went, sounds a little grinderish. I was like, okay, listen, listen, I know you're gay friends. Relax, like relax. This is not the time, Erica, to be like leaning (laughs) into that. Like, no, like she's all of a sudden just like, you're exactly right. She's leaned into the, the worst, at the worst time to just like the most inappropriate 
things. She's always like interrupting at the reunion and being like, been there, girl. And it's like, what? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I was there too. It's like, what are you talking about? Literally nobody asked. Please do not speak unless we're talking about Tom. Like you have no opinion. And all of a sudden you're just like this like hard, like, it just makes absolutely zero sense to me in a way that really makes me upset. (laughs) Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. And I don't understand why she's being rallied around by these women. They do seem scared of her. And I can't put my finger on it. Is it that they just don't want her to, for her to dress them down, to be dressed down verbally by her the way she's done to others? Or is it some kind of thing of like, they know something we don't? Or if you're like to really put the tinfoil hat on, they're all scared that they have similar skeletons in their closet. So they don't want to be too judgmental. Maybe. I could be all of the above. But yeah. It could be a little column A, B, and C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, like, she is real. She is scary. She is scary. But yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like, nothing about this makes sense to me. And even if she didn't know anything, which, you know, even if she genuinely did not know anything, she just doesn't seem horrified by it. Like, she just doesn't seem, oh, I have things that don't belong to me. Like, this, even though, like, he tricked me, like, these luxuries could pay for someone's surgery for scars. Like, where is Mm. any of that? And it's so bizarre. Like, it is so disgusting. So I that's where I stand on Erica <laughs> Girardi and Erica Jane. <laughs> no, it's – do you know what? The way you phrase that is so bang on because it's like – I always – in a fucked up way, I wonder is if she allowed herself to actually dwell on that. You know, she keeps kind of being like, I can't let – I can't crumble. I can't let this get to me. Like, I feel like if she really sat with – oh my God, like everything I have is based off of probably a huge lie. Would she actually crumble? And so that's why she's such a like, like relentlessly over the top hard ass about everything. Is that like a coping mechanism so that it doesn't actually penetrate? But it's like you kind of, we would like if it did in a way not to, not to dwell on someone's pain, but so it looks human because it's human. Yeah, and also it's like she feels sorry enough for herself. I don't like, she just doesn't strike me as the person like, it's just weird to me that she's not even faking it. Like, she's just not even fake, <laughs> faking yeah. care. And that is scary. Yeah, although you mentioned Lisa Rinna, I almost find her blind loyalty even scary because I'm like, it's just, I feel like she made a wrong decision months ago and she's afraid <laughs> to, like, say she has. So she's writing it to the end. I'm like, oh, this is your death sentence. Like, what are you doing? I know. Lisa Rinna's always on the wrong side of history. <laughs> I used to really like her. And then like last year, like I don't like how she treats Garcelle. And I this year I'm just like, what are you doing? You're a fool. And I really like don't like her daughters either. <laughs> Is that terrible oh. to say? <laughs> I don't Why? like Why when not? they're on the, I don't like when they're on screen. I find the I love Harry and that's it. <laughs> I loved the scene You're with like- Lisa Rinna and the hose and like running around <laughs> doing like the emergency like <laughs> his like weird fire drills. I really enjoyed that and like I loved seeing like that. But the daughters really bug me and they're I don't know. 
it's like too much of her storyline and I just can't get over them. Of the other kind of people who've been on Beverly Hills this season or even over the years, are there any, like, what do you make of some of the other Beverly Hills ladies? Okay. I actually really, she was annoying this past season, but I do love Dorit. Oh, okay. And I know that, I don't know if that's a popular or unpopular opinion, but I don't want her to go. Oh, well, she's back for sure. Is she? Like everyone's yeah, like they're she's all had again. no storyline. Well, obviously now she does, but um with like the the theft, but yeah. I I really like to see her. I think I love to watch her. <laughs> Even though she doesn't really do much. Like she didn't do much this season. But I just think that everything about her is kind of so like her weird accent that she created. (laughs) Just like how she is with her kids. Shaga. And like (laughs) after this last season, I am like slightly attracted to PK and slightly just interested in what he has to say. (laughs) Let's pause now. (laughs) <laughs> maybe not maybe what attracted made, is the what? wrong word <laughs> <laughs> now she's walking it back yeah like, i'm like well <laughs> never mind maybe not, tr- maybe not full-on attracted but i was like oh i enjoyed seeing the laughter when pk and her and mauricio and kyle had that dinner party i enjoyed like pk's like wisdom not wisdom just normal talk about it And jokes. And I was like, oh, my God, he's actually kind of like funny and fun. (laughs) And I'm into it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You were like, yeah, he could he could hit it. Like, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. It's just like I used to really detest him. But I'm like, he's funny and like kind of jolly, you know? Yeah, that's true. He definitely I feel like. Either it's he softened or the show has softened him, but he used to come across so horrible, lecherous and grim. And he's reminded me of so many guys like that that you meet, particularly in stuff like music and entertainment, where you're just like, "Oh, you're an asshole." Like, whereas yeah. now they have kind of I don't know, maybe it's just his because Dorit hasn't had as much going on. He's sort of there just to make her interesting. On I don't know, their dynamic is fascinating. They just seem obsessed with each other. Yeah. What about the naming of the dresses? He's like the. <laughs> The pearl. And she's like, that's genius, PK. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, how about Beatrice? I was just thinking that. Wow. PK and I are just... That's great. (laughs) On the same team. Yeah, they're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. But I do... I'm intrigued and I know that there must be like some weird money stuff going on with them as well. For sure. But then when he cashed, he was like, oh, I was bankrupt before. It's like, <laughs> for billions. I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, you just you just said that out in the smoking area after dinner. You just dropped the bomb that you you have been on the hook for billions of dollars. Okay. Like, I was like, okay, there's something something is amiss here. Something's amiss. Something's amiss 100%. But there is something amiss about Dorit. Like, she has a full-on fake accent. So it's like... But I love how she looks and I love how she dresses and I love them as a couple because I'm just like, you guys are so something's amiss and I need more. Yeah, I always wonder if one day that's like the long con they're playing by having them on where they're like, one day it'll all come crashing down. It might. <laughs> Certainly I'm just, might. I'm, I'm just imagining, sorry, I'm just, yeah, I'm just keep thinking of the dress scene. It was so stupid, so them. <laughs> like her just talking absolute shit and he's like, yeah, baby, yeah, you're cracking to do a great job. We could spend all day talking about Beverly Hills, but I do want to discuss a show that I feel like 
just kind of goes from strength to strength. And even though it's six seasons in, it has this like really authentic, like natural feel to it, which is Potomac. I'm Ugh, wondering dream. how you feel about that show and what stands out to you about it. Um, Love Potona- to Potomac started from the very beginning when it came out. Not mm-hmm. to brag. Um. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> welcome along, bitches. I was here yeah. from season one, but no one watched Fools. it. Okay. Okay. Because um, I didn't. I same in season three. So you got okay, me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been there from the start with these ladies. Um, no. I – so much to say about Potomac. I love Karen. I just love Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ashley is one of the most beautiful people ever. And her – what we've seen over the years between her and Michael is – I don't I have don't have words. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I feel That's scared. That's exactly how to put it. <laughs> but it's such like I mean we've we've gone through like a few years of their marriage and it's it's shocking. Like, it is literally shocking cuz you're like what what pulls what is keeping you <laughs> with this guy? Is it just money? Like, because it can't just be money. Like, it can't. It can't like, there money. are so many rich men who are not that horrible, like, hard disgusting. to manage. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic. You're like horrible. Sorry, I don't mean disgusting like physically. <laughs> no, I, mean, I like. No, I know what you mean. His behavior. His behavior. He's abhorrent. I, I don't know if I don't think I said that word right. Abhor, abhorrent. <laughs> He's horrific. And he just treats her so badly. And like the last episode where – not maybe not the last one, but where she like climbs on him at the hotel trying to be romantic. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, Ashley, you are oh. one of the most beautiful people I've ever laid eyes on. And you're fun and you're funny. And what – why are you climbing in a leopard dress over this man's lap? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, just recapping it, that simply just highlights how weird and bizarre their vibe is. Like, I just, I know that there's kids involved. I really feel like she's, she's intertwined with him forevermore. And it's like, oh God, what are you doing? Yeah. And like all the complications with like prenup stuff and like how he wouldn't sign and then he would. And then like all this weird, it's just weird. I don't, like, it can't be about money because their apartment is not like, not great. I mean, it's like nice and high, but their apartment looks very small and like that. I wouldn't stay with the man for that kind of apartment. No, that apartment is a real bachelor pad and it just makes you laugh that they're still there because A, like I feel like it's not very couple or couples orientated and now they have kids. I'm just like, why are you in like this weird like solo single male sex pad when like your family and they don't even, nothing wrong with family living in an apartment, but that apartment, just the feel of it is very like a man lives here by himself. Yeah, it's like, like it's very not... stale as well. It's just like stale and lo- loveless in there. So it's like, Ashley, if you're going to be living with a man who doesn't have a soul, like pick someone richer. <laughs> <laughs> pick someone with a nicer apartment. Right, go yeah. To, if you're go going to sell it. Go that right, level. Right, go to Pasadena. Go to Pasadena, <laughs> Ashley, and and uh, hook up with some, like, 80, 100-year-old lawyer and just, like, cash out because this is not the vibe. Also, he doesn't even seem into her. He's always like, Ashley. <laughs> He's always like, you look great, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> and it's like, ew. Like, he doesn't even, like, <laughs> ew. And his obsession with Juan. 
It's like I mean, you Juan don't know that because Juan's well, Juan well, is. <laughs> Um, one's beautiful i'm like you know what michael i get it (laughs) yeah i get it too michael but it's like his eyes light up when he talks about one but like with ashley he's like don't you look stunning with like dead in the (laughs) eyes like watery dead eyes (laughs) oh yeah you look great full stop you're like well (laughs) this is going really well (laughs) that's exactly oh my god you sound like him that's so weird i'm like terrible at impressions with that you nailed it (laughs) I've never done that voice before and I don't want to do it again because I, I don't want to watch channel You nailed there. it. You nailed it. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Juan, I don't like Juan right now. Yeah, I find I didn't really like Juan this season in that like I feel like Robin hit a bit of a rough patch that was to be honest the most relatable any of them have been in years because I was like yes. that was me during COVID. If I had someone be like you just need to get out of bed I'd be like I'm going to break your neck like I cannot get out of bed right now and just he just did, did that thing where it's like it's very like some guys do that. It's this masculine stereotype of like, just get on with it. And you're like, it's not that simple sometimes. And I found him a bit, a little bit lacking empathy. Yeah. Like, and just like not even, yeah, it was just like, we'll just work harder. It's like how they always say like the wrong way to treat depression or like talk to someone with depression is like snap out of it, you know? And that's mm-hmm. like basically what he did without caring, like Oh, he made me really mad this season. And then like the last episode where he's like, you're making me look bad, Robin. And she's like, I just want to know because you're trying to make me have a baby again that you're going to like not cheat on me. Like these men are not great. (laughs) And he's like, how dare you ask that question? I'm like, sorry, you guys were in couples counseling all of last season and like in therapy and you've apologized for your infidelity on this show. So it's actually the least out of pocket thing she could have asked you about. It's like Juan, just, oh my God, so many other ways to handle it. But at least Juan is like very attractive where it's like Michael is terrible and unattractive. Just like those those, uh, cold, scary eyes. (laughs) He looks like a crocodile, like crocodile eyes. If Michael was nice, he might be handsome. I was actually thinking that recently. I was like, he's not... Me too. Like on paper, (laughs) bad looking. I was like, he's he's like, like, it's just his vibe. I was actually like, it's his vibe. He is actually such a creep that you can't even fathom that like he has nice eyes or nice features or whatever. You're just like, oh, you're gross. Whereas some of them are like hot, but awful. Whereas whereas then I think of like Eddie, who's so like generally so nice to Wendy, but also is, I think, really handsome. And I'm like, it just makes him more likable because he also seems like a decent guy. Yes. Well, yeah, Michael's no Eddie, whether he's got a good personality or not. But like, Michael could be okay. I'd get it if he was okay. But like, his his vibe, you're absolutely right. His vibe is like cold and damp. <laughs> Just like, damp, damp is killing me. <laughs> yeah, like a cold, limp handshake, you know, where you're just like, ew, like, what are you doing? Like, he's, ugh. He's so bad to her. <laughs> Wait, will you do the impression it's... again? Telling her she looks great. <laughs> so good. Oh, you look great. <laughs> you look great tonight. Oh, that a new dress. Oh, one's coming out of a lighter. I'm like, oh my God, stop talking about one. <laughs> Leave one out of this. Oh, my man, my man won. It's like, no. <laughs> Please, like, we see the sparkle in your eye and it's fine. But just like, poor Ashley. She just deserves so much better. She um, does. She does. I mean, there's so many other people on Potomac who have varying, like, success romantically. But I think Giselle has had a bit of a, of a rough go of it. What do you make of Giselle? Because she sort of sometimes is the antagonist, but like, she's also the center of so much of the show that it, I always find it hard to to land on Giselle. 
Me too. I find it hard to land on her. I don't – I like her and I think she's like so strikingly beautiful that I can't take my eyes off of her. Yeah. But I also find her to be very closed off in every respect. So it's hard to like love her. You know where it's like it's uh, for different characters you're just like, oh god, like I want to just protect them and like I want to protect Karen, for example. You know what I mean? Mhm. <laughs> but like <laughs> but Giselle never kind of she doesn't want to talk about stuff. She doesn't want to feel things. Like her daughters are her most like vulnerable thing and I love those scenes. Like I love the scenes with her daughters and I love her daughters and her relationship with them. Yeah, and I do think having the daughters on the show cuz sometimes having the kids on come here or miss cuz sometimes it can feel like oh, these kids aren't ready for this. And sometimes the kids can just be annoying, but her children seem really like smart and they have their heads screwed on. And they kind of, they give her depth to the to Giselle that isn't always there yeah. on her own. And it's also like, they're also, they also just drag her. And I'm like, you're right. Like she has messed up. Like, they're like, we don't really get that from you. You're like a vampire. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, they're like, you don't feel things. And she's like, maybe I should see a therapist. But yeah, they're her realist part. You know, they're the, because they are kind of the voices that I don't know. I just, I love her children and I like those scenes. Whereas the other scenes, I'm like, could give or take because she doesn't really open up about anything. She's never vulnerable. I don't know. But she's funny. Yeah, she is. She's good at being, she's a good shady reality TV mm-hmm. queen and she's good at stirring the pot and those are strong qualities. But sometimes I do think, oh, there's a person here and I don't know how much of it you're actually letting us see. Yeah, not much. Not much at all. <laughs> and what about, I mean, we've got like a newbie this year who I think has really Mia. handled herself very well. Mia, mm-hmm. who's also clashed with Candice, who I feel like Candice would clash with like the walls. She would just at some point will call everybody every name under the sun. What did you make of Mia this season? And what do you make of the Mia Candice kerfuffle? I really like Mia and controversial, but I also really like her and G. Together. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm not I'm not like I'm not committing to that for the rest of my life because I can see G being problematic <laughs> later, maybe. But I what I liked about what I like about Mia is she does seem unequivocally herself. And I yeah. find that admirable. And she's just kind of like, this is who I am. This is these are my vulnerabilities. These are what I'm trying to work on. And then G comes into that like wherever they went, the Chesapeake Bay, and was a nightmare. Like he was like disgusting and drunk and like crazy. But I loved, I loved Mia being like, I'm just going to let him be him. And I didn't think that that came from like a place of fear for her. Like it wasn't like because she was scared of him. I think she's literally like, I'm going to let him be him and he's going to let me be me always. And I was like, whoa, what is that like? <laughs> yeah, that's so true because actually you're right. She kind of went, oh, that's what he does. She she wasn't like, don't say that. And she wasn't yeah. like, oh, I can't say. She was really like, oh, he does what he wants. Because I felt like the version of him we saw on that group trip, he was so, <laughs> it was in such sharp contrast to like, he's a little bit kind of tongue in cheek in the scenes of just her. But like, clearly the stuff she has with her mom, he has seen a lot of. And I actually think. Aww. At his core, he's got her back in that regard that as much as I was like, don't wave your tongue at Karen Hugo like that. I was also like, <laughs> I don't think he's that he's a bad person. He's just a, maybe a messy drunk or like too over familiar. Like, I don't know. I yeah. know what you mean. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what kind of a man he is, but I appreciated that about her, especially when I hated the scene where he was, like, trying to show off about the car or the new G-Wagon. I didn't understand any of that. But, like, I liked that she wasn't embarrassed by him. She was like, let him do his thing. Like, I'm I'm me yeah. and he's him. And I was like, oh, that's so unfamiliar on this show. Um, And also, like, personally. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right, same. If that was oh, my husband. Someone has I your w- back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if that was my husband, I'd be like, we're leaving. You know what I mean? Like you are embarrassing me and you like we're leaving. Like this is national television. And she's like, I'm going to let him be himself and was like taking a shot and just like going about her business. And in terms of Candace, I cannot with Candace. I cannot with Candace. Really? Yes. Why? What do you feel about Candace? <laughs> no, I kind of agree. I was just, I was just curious. Like, is it the everything? Is it her beef with other people? Is it the stuff with her husband? Like, what is it that's not working for you? Um, I think her husband is her best part. Like, I, I don't think he's like a shining diamond or anything like that. But I think, I think their relationship is fine. Like, whatever. Like, she's a problem. I hate that she body shames Ashley all the time and like looks shames people and she's just like so pleased with herself and she is her mother. She's Dorothy. She's Dorothy. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's something about like cuz we watch Housewives for shade and a little bit of cattiness to a point but like I and I do think Candace like in interviews can be very funny and stuff but yeah, like she's funny. when she goes off it be, it goes nasty so fast and it always just makes you go he didn't need to say that part of that you know what I mean Yeah like why are you talking about someone's body after they've got, given birth like that's yeah. weird like that's unacceptable and it's also weird that you continue to do that even though you're on television <laughs> Yeah and then she's always like I didn't mean it like that Yeah yeah, yeah. It's strange. I find Candace to be very insufferable. Maybe earlier this season I was okay with her, but like lately I don't like how she keeps talking about Mia's mom, um, yeah. even though she knew the story. The one time I did like Candace or understood her a bit better was when she and Mia were making up on the boat and she cried and she was like, I'm, I'm trying – I'm like – I think she's paranoid about her th- stuff being like not – great and so that was her achilles heel and the fact that she cried about that was i got her more but then it's like you're just so miserable to other people you're mean you're so mean and the thing is is like there have been housewives characters who are mean but they still win you over and she has she doesn't always do that and i'm like you're not Tamara, you're not Kenya Moore. Like there's a lightness of touch you have to have to be this cruel and walk it back and she doesn't always walk it back and i'm like Yeah, I also just find her very annoying. I think that's the problem. <laughs> it's like she's not – like if she wasn't so annoying, like I could maybe deal with the meanness a little bit more. But she bugs me. She really bugs yeah, me. There's de- <laughs> yeah, she's definitely a controversial one. This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of the housewives. Every season and every episode of all of the real housewives is available to stream or download right now on Hey You. 
and it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here, because we are getting stuck straight in, thanks to Hey You. You can start a free trial now at HeyU.com, and after that, it's only $5.99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee, and there's no commitments, you can cancel whenever you want. Everything you could need housewise-wise is on Hey You this November. As we're talking, we're just about to get the mammoth, you know, the moment of moments on Salt Lake City. But this season has been really interesting and there's been a lot going yes. on. What have you made of the second season of Salt Lake City? Um, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've really liked Lisa more than I thought I would. I know, same. I'm obsessed with her now. Yeah, and she's so like gorgeous to look at. She's like another, she's like Dorit for me where I'm like, I love to watch her. Like as affected as she is, and like her weird voice, and like, and just like all her weird behaviors, and like I find the thing, like the son, of like the kids doing the fresh wolf stuff, like being trained. <laughs> Connor, did you see that Instagram where she's mouthing what he's saying? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, and she's like glowing. She's like, <laughs> or even um, there was a video recently of her like at a photo shoot. You know that. Dua Lipa, Elton John duet of one yeah. of his old songs that's been given a dance version and it's like really popular at the moment. And it was her on set being like, it's a human touch. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I was like, I know this woman. I have seen this woman in clubs when I'm DJing. I've sat beside this woman in restaurants. Like oh, she's just. She's so she's, much. She's, she's, do you know what? She's quintessential housewives and she talks a lot about being from New York and like you could see her on Beverly Hills in New York like she weirdly Salt Lake City is a show it feels a bit different housewise wise yeah but Lisa to me is kind of what we want in a real house yes. like no self-awareness Agreed. kind of a bit loopy and then will you know act, lash out in ways that we cannot predict yes I I find her a gr- to be a great housewife um <laughs> just like the fresh wolf stuff makes me laugh like the sun's being like making jokes that obviously someone else wrote and he's like 13 and like promoting like beard <laughs> beard it's bizarre or even like the way she's always like so what are you gonna do today you need to get out of bed okay and what are we doing after that it's like they're kids they're not like your employees in yeah like the local office like she's like okay and then what after that what are we doing it's like uh and she's always like, like they what, have what this great about? idea and it's like oh really they did <laughs> Like <laughs> when she's like, I really didn't want to know the business, so yeah, I just let them do it. I was like, Lisa, you as if you aren't heavily involved in this. I love how catchy her, like how that one sentence. She's like, Hey, baby, love, and like how oh, yeah. everyone's like made fun of that. <laughs> that was so funny, baby, love. Hey, baby, love. Or even her last season, which was just like, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. She still does it. <laughs> She's just like so oblivious and like not oblivious at the same time. She's great. Obviously, I love Heather Gay because she's funny and normal. And yeah, I mean, with Jen, I'm Jen, I just feel is like she reminds me of a child. And I know that's probably not accurate at all. I know she's probably like just not a good person. But to me, the fact that she's like never, she's like always just having a tantrum about not getting it. I genuinely sometimes feel like she doesn't get it. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. She's on another planet most of the time. Like truly, yeah. I, I she'll react to something and I'm like, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. And so that, like, I don't, 
feel negatively towards her because of that for some reason. It's very different than I feel with Erica Jane, who's like, who I do feel like should know better or something. And with Jen, I'm just like, she's a different, she's a different kind of, she's probably also just like a narcissist and a sociopath as well. But something about her makes me feel sad (laughs) rather than um, angry. Yeah, we'll see. I'm so curious how all the arrest stuff will play out, not just seeing it kind of unfold the day of, but like, you know, will she be at the reunion later on in the year? Like what? Like, I just, I I don't know what's going to happen. It feels even more because the Erica stuff unfolded so much like over time and then we were getting whereas with this we she got arrested and then kind of like okay now what you know yeah i mean i'm i'm looking forward to it but i'm also i don't know for some reason i just feel more like i i don't exactly know what she's done and i don't really get it i know that she's like being allegedly you know being fraudulent with elderly people and stuff but it's like it's I don't know as I've said before I just feel like it's always scary to see someone like get caught for something and then go to jail <laughs> like you, you remind me Lisa for some reason you're like I don't really get what Jen did but it's bad <laughs> and it's never good to see someone get caught and go to jail so I'm just like hoping that it's not true and Jen um, you know, I'm here for Jen. I don't, you're not saying that, but I just can see that's, I'm imagining yes. that Lisa's going to be like, I don't really get it. I, you know, we had like on Beverly Hills, none of them would read the LA Times article of then Sutton. And I was like, I really need you guys to read the article. I know. They're I like, really it's need you long. to read the article. They're that's like, it's a long article. <laughs> wow. Except Sutton, who's oh, like, wow. Who started her law career the, from that article. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame her. Yeah, we'll see. Salt Lake City has a lot uh, to offer. Now, I want to ask you this because you are a musician. You've been making music for a very long time. You produce your own stuff. You're a songwriter um, and a performer. Like, as someone who makes music, what do you think of the way they use music on the shows? Because the Housewife shows are stuffed with music. Like, they're almost overscored in a way. So I'm always curious if, as a musician, you're like... Jesus, that's a lot of music. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel that way. Um, I enjoy um, – I don't feel – like I don't hear the music to be honest, which is probably the wrong answer <laughs> as, a, as a musician. They're like, we, oh, we wasted all this money on putting music. So you're like, I don't hear a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it all is very like simpatico if that's the right word to use. I feel like it all fits in really nicely. It gives me calm, um, you know, to hear kind of similar themes. I love the Salt Lake City. Just the Salt Lake City has a vibe. New York has a vibe. And you kind of don't even notice. I don't know. I think they do a good job. Um, I did, however, I had something to tell you that I found out yesterday. Speaking of music. (gasps) Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe you already know this and then I'll feel like a fool. But you've watched New York from the beginning, right? I have. Okay. So yesterday um, I went on Spotify to see – to listen to like Housewives, to see all the music that was coming out of the Housewives um, in terms of the performers, (laughs) like Luann and (laughs) The artists. The artists, if you will. Um, And in the – because in the past I feel like I've personally um, blocked out some of – like the singer-songwriters that have come out of it, i.e. Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I think her last hit is fine, good. Um, 
but I kind of I went in to see what kind of list we were talking about, and I found a song. I think I think I know what you mean. <laughs> Wait, you think you know who I'm talking say about? It, no, just say it because I have I have a feeling. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> I discovered that. And it's like, I already have all these issues of like these random <laughs> ass people being like, I am now a recording artist. And then I saw a track by a familiar name of Simon Van <laughs> Kempen. <laughs> That's what I was thinking Van of. Kempen. It's called I Am Real or something. I Am Real. And, and then there's also one like a remix from yeah. like a thug in the club remix. And I was like, this is Oh, God. All oh, God. On every level. That's so wrong. upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Simon? No. Absolutely not. And Yeah, that one was bad. That was bad. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm sad that you already knew that information because when I saw that, my jaw dropped. I gasped. I was like, this, no wonder I have blocked everything out because I feel so, it's like you put your heart and your life, blood, sweat, and tears into something for like 30 years of your life. And then you see a track that's sung who like by Simon Van Kempen, who like went into a <laughs> studio and put something on Spotify called I Am Real. And I was literally like, <laughs> I need to close Spotify. Like I, and I was like, I cannot wait to tell you, but you already know because you're an expert. But no, but I, I loved, I loved, I was kind of a, I had a feeling, but also I feel like for anyone who doesn't know that it's like, oh. I wanted you to reveal the info. I don't want to be like, oh yes, I have my camera. Cause then it's like, there's no, there's no drama there, but that, oh my God. Yeah. That's troubling. It's so, tr- it was troubling and something that's, I wish I hadn't seen. It's like I already have issues with like everyone else on there, you know, like (laughs) Gamble from Melbourne is on there. Like everyone's on there. Everyone's on there. Everyone's written a song and gone into the studio, (laughs) including. And even on a recent, I don't know if you're watching the new season of Melbourne, but there's a recent episode where Gamble was being asked by one of the newer cast members about when new cast members. Is this lady called Anjali who's like a news host and a news anchor, but she kind of did music on the side as well. I think she, I think like opera. So like. She's like, and Gamble, you're, you're a singer. She's like, oh, I've been doing it for years. Oh my God, you're so good. A lot. Call myself a songwriter, but I've been doing it for years. Blah, blah. And I was just like, oh my God, I actually had forgotten the Gamble sang, like, because the show has been off air for so long as well. But I was like, oh yeah, Gamble's a singer as well as being like one of TV's great eccentrics. So I was like, there's a lot of strings to her bow. <laughs> there are. <laughs> There's just so much to there go. Are. My little, my little wolfman Rick. Oh I wrote a song God. about him. I mean, um, he, he's my, he's my, my oh. everything, really. Oh my God! Do you remember um, <laughs> Melania's song? I can't wait to grow up. What a yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, hey guys, it's Melania. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as a musician, just like triggered one after the other episode of. <laughs> I was gonna say I wanted to ask you that actually because you are a musician and obviously like music I think maybe a little bit less so now because there's even less money in them releasing these novelty songs but it was definitely a trope in the early days to be like oh I'm doing a song or I'm an artist like are there any housewife songs that have come out where you're like that's actually not bad or there any that you're like that truly is the worst yeah I to like again like I feel like I've kind of shut 
down yeah. when I've heard things. You know what I mean? Because I'm not able to process the fact that like Melissa Gorga's in the studio, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and she's um, a lot of songs as well. She did quite a few. Yeah. They've all done quite a few. Um, yeah. I did. I To be honest, I didn't mind Candace's drive back. The video is very funny, though. It's just funny seeing all of the cast members. You're like, oh, you really did just bring the girls over for and a video Dorothy. shoot. Dorothy just like her time to shine when she's getting hugged. It makes zero sense. The song's not bad. Um, And I did love this, um, the past season of New York when they were doing the Christmas video. And yes, I just thought how they were, how Luann's like, it's cold out here. <laughs> like she's so, they're all just so crazy. And then how the lyrics are like basically, what are, what were the lyrics again? It's like the only thing I want for Christmas, just you. It's like sounds exactly like every, I don't know. The whole thing was so funny. I enjoyed every moment of that. But yeah, I don't know. It's a tr- it's troubling. The only one that has like had a lot of music and kind of did it before the show, even though it was all very kind of just trashy dance pop, is Erica Jane. But I feel like that's all kind of tainted now because we've. Hallie's revelations about yes. how that might have been funded. And it's kind of like, oh, damn, like you kind of were a dance diva, but now it's like, at what cost? Well, you know who the true blue is, is Candy. Tr- oh, true. Like she's a legit songwriter and she still makes bank off of like all these songs that have been sampled and remixed. Like she, like she has, what's the, let's say I always say, like her pen is unmatched. Like she, she is legit, like for real. Yeah. I wonder how she feels when she sees like all these housewives <laughs> in the studio and she's right, literally yeah. like, oh my God, she's like, I fucking wrote no scrubs and you guys are here singing like, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like Christmas songs written on the back of a postage stamp, basically. It was funny that Candy ended up working with Kim Zolciak back in the day because in my head I was like, Candy, what are you doing? Like, why are you writing? Like, and she kind of gave Kim something of a hit too, which is funny, but like, it just never made sense to me that Candy did that. I was like, this is way too generous with your time. I think Candy is a generous soul. I yeah, do. Yeah, true. And I think that when you're as talented as she is, you can afford to be that generous with your stuff because you're like, I can write something a thousand times better than that tomorrow for myself. So you can take that, Kim. <laughs> you know, like I feel like she's very generous in spirit and also it's like she's good enough to like – she didn't waste a single on someone else. You know, it wasn't something probably that she would have loved for herself is my guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's just been so wild like the way – the Ed Sheeran track Shape of You, they ended up crediting her as one of the writers because of, of the whole, oh, it sounds like no scrubs thing. And then Ariana Grande sampled, oh, what's the, Ariana Grande sampled, I think, an NSYNC song or something for for Break oh. Up With Your Girlfriend. That And Candy had written that. So Candy had like a number one song around the world because, as a result. Like, Candy's it's just all amazing. these random songs. It's like she's truly like, and then you add in the business side and the acting and then being on the show for over 10 years, you're just like, oh my God, do you truly, because everyone's like, Bethany's the business brain. I'm like, sorry, to my mind, Candy is a business brain. They're both business brains, but Candy's like really an artist. You know what I mean? Like a real, a real artist and has made, and a businesswoman. I love, I mean, like, I think she's amazing. I think Candy's incredible. Do I think she's like the most like... (laughs) I don't know. Um, 
you know, magical housewife. No, but I'm glad that she's involved. And I, you know, she's just like very real on on there. And her daughter makes me laugh. I think she's one of the few, like she's that point of view, normal one that you need on every show. If you don't have that person at some point, it just becomes too too crazy where she at her core seems like a solid person so you're like okay i'm glad you're here yeah she's what what do they call those like she's the greek chorus like bethany would be the greek chorus and heather gay would be the greek chorus candy Mm -hmm. was one of those okay well candy's the only musician of the batch we've decided (laughs) the only artist i stand by that i think i stand by that other than melania's I mean, you used to live in the States. I mean, you're from the States and you obviously, you obviously used to live there is what I mean. <laughs> and like, I'm just curious, it, it wouldn't happen here that you'd have a run-in or a sighting of a housewife, but I'm curious, maybe when you lived in America, did you ever meet or encounter a real housewife IRL? I did not, but one of my very best friends, Allison, who's Irish actually, um, she oh. ended up one night, I don't know how it happened, but this was probably like eight years ago. Um, with Luann drinking by just the two of them. <laughs> just what? The two of them. Yes. Maybe what? one other person was there. They were like at a bar and somehow Luann was like just somehow they ended up at a bar. Both of them very drunk. Obviously it was before any Luann right, was sober. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my friend Allison. So I'm two, two degrees of separation. I'll say that. <laughs> and did – and I mean – did Allison know who she was? Or yes. she's like, oh, I went drinking with this. Oh, okay. Yes. I got a text oh the very next day. And she's like, you will never believe who I ended. I think they ended up at like the standard hotel in meatpacking district, if I remember correctly. Oh, I could have made that God. up. Yeah. Like somehow they ended up like having a conversation and like having a drink together. Not in like a romantic way. Just like somehow it ended up like that. But that's a very Irish thing. I feel like it's such a cliche, but I think it's something that we do where we we end up in these situations. Also, because I'm sure you've noticed this, like the way a lot of Americans like act around it. They're like, oh my God, you're Irish? Oh my God, tell me more. It's like, I could see Luan totally. just like, oh, that's great. Let's have a drink. Like I can fully actually yeah. see it. as wild as it is. I'm like, do you know what? I actually can see it happening. Probably like Luann like dated like an Irish man. She's like, oh, I had a once yeah. had like an Irish lover love. <laughs> like I called him. I, I, I took an Irish lover once. Yeah. Yeah. Had a bag of potatoes everywhere he went. He was fabulous. Where are you from in Ireland? Oh, I've never been there. Oh, wow. Exactly. I should do a show there. I do cabaret. <laughs> I don't know I'm if you so know I'm so jealous me. of your friends. I know. Yeah, I need oh to ask God. her about that because that was so many years ago Um, that like we haven't talked about it in probably eight years or like something like that. So I need to ask her about that and I will I'll DM you the details. I don't know why I don't know them. <laughs> yeah. but. That could be a, a spin-off bonus episode where I just do like an hour-long sit-down with your friend. <laughs> with her. Just like, yeah. And what were you wearing that night? And was it warm in what the bar? Tell there? me more. Like, it'd be like an interrogation. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was outside, but I don't know if I made that up. Like, I feel like I have a whole scene in my head, but I don't know what I've created and what's real. This is something I love to ask every guest, and I, I have a feeling you're going to deliver on this one. Um, oh, God. What would, your, <laughs> what would your housewife's tagline be and why? Oh, my tagline. Okay, well, I'm not going to deliver well on this one. However, I have always dreamed about being a real housewife of Dublin, which I heard that there was one season. When I first moved here, I actually found out that there was a mysterious real housewife of Dublin, wives of Dublin. Yeah, they did two seasons of a 
of a show that was like not a, an official housewife show and they had to even change the name slightly because it wasn't an official show it was dublin housewives it. and then they changed it to dublin wives because nbc reached out and were like this is not your name and you did not pay for the rights to use this extremely lucrative global television franchise so you're oh gonna God. have to change the name that is so funny and that's probably why i couldn't find it because believe me you i searched and searched for the real housewives of dublin and Came I will, there nothing. are links online. I will send oh hand so, send some to you. There's definitely a few episodes of it online. It's wild. So my dream was to like be you know become a Real Housewife <laughs> of Dublin. Um, and so my tagline, <laughs> I've always thought, you know, I've thought I've been thinking about this for years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was like, since I'm I'm like I don't I'm not even anymore in a serious relationship. Um, so I feel like I'd be more like of the the single housewife kind of thing, like Bethany or any of the New York w- women now. And so, mm-hmm. which is why my housewife tagline would be specifically to Ireland um, or to, to, to Dublin. I may not be Irish, but I've had a lot of Irish in me. And then <laughs> – and, and you missed my wink, which I did. And I did a, a little play. And I even know my pose, you know. <laughs> I'm just imagining the music playing. <laughs> yeah. As you say <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that would be my specific two real housewives. Wow. Because I wouldn't be a housewife of anywhere else. Oh, that's nice. That That's how I know you've really made a home here. You're like, <laughs> I couldn't see myself being a real housewife anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not. It's like we just need to find the Harry Dubin of, Ireland. of uh, Dublin. Oh, I think there's a few. I think I don't think you'd have to search very hard to find <laughs> characters characters like that in this town. I'm sure if we scratch the social pages, we'd find a few. Ugh. This is another question I love to ask guests because it just it's so unpredictable where it will go. But you're throwing a dinner party tomorrow. You can have five people from. Housewives world involved can be housewives themselves, friends off, hangers on, husbands, side characters, whoever. What five people are you having over and why? Okay. I, okay. I do feel with, it depends like what your priority is, like my priority. It's like if I was doing it for a friend's thing, like people that I would get along, it would be people like Heather Gay or um crystal from beverly hills who i actually really Mm -hmm. like and seem like she seems like a great like fun friend but i don't but it's like i have enough friends you know what i mean so i feel like the purpose of a dinner party would be different if it was housewives related i think yeah do you know what i mean no for sure most people actually say that they're like here's the i want to hang out with them dinner and here's the if i was making it for television dinner so most people usually end up having two which is so funny yeah it's so true and it's also like do i even want to like sit with any of these ladies not not really you know um (laughs) (laughs) okay i think portia would be one of my number ones i think Mm -hmm. she's fun funny i think she could get along with anybody except kenya (laughs) except kenya um yeah yeah (laughs) i think karen would be great at like advice and like kind of being the mother hen to the table yeah um, I feel like you're disagreeing with me on these. Are you a little? No, bit? and they're like no. Portia is like very warm and funny, yeah. and I, I feel like she's everybody likes her. And actually, 
I do think Karen would, be, would say things like, and did you get the starter? Oh, do you need salt? Like she would naturally kind of entertain, but also kind of check in with everybody. Yeah. And I feel like if someone was like, oh, I'm having problems with my husband, Karen would be like, well, I've just mm. had my 25 reunion or like my renewed my vows like at 25 years and like give advice. Like I do feel like Karen's very generous yeah. with like advice and talking to people. Um, I think <laughs> – PK. Um, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. PK, PK at the table. PK at the table. Oh, right, I think, girl, your hair's a song going, yeah? PK? Uh, no. boy, George, boy George will cover your song. <laughs> yeah. That means Boy George would be there as like afterwards, like as a surprise, you know, guest. Um, PK knows how to like – he knows how to have fun. Hmm. You know what I mean? He eats. <laughs> like he eats, which a lot of housewives don't. It's like true, he eats. True, true. He drinks. I feel like he would be one to gossip, which true. He'd you know? have good. He'd be. He'd be like, oh, I shouldn't say this, but he's got that kind of energy where he'd be like, you didn't hear this from me, and then he tells you something really juicy. Exactly. Exactly. I think he'd be kind of honest about stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh God. <laughs> like now, I can't think of anyone else, and like I'm embarrassed that I've ended on PK, who's not a housewife. Um. So we've had three. Okay. Oh, you know who? Marge. From New Jersey. Oh, yeah. From, from Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. I feel like she's honest. She's fun. She'll talk about anything. And she'd get along with like Portia and Karen and PK. I feel like she'd almost flirt with PK. Yes. Like but in that kind of good nature way that she – where she'd be like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, God. Like that kind of, oh, my God. I could see exactly, her Exactly. Exactly. And I love that. And you know what? Yeah. Like, I can't – right now, I'm panicking. I can't think of anyone – Um. Who am I missing here? Like, I'm missing a ton of nice, funny people, but I would throw in um, um, Marge's husband. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of men at this table. <laughs> well, I, you know. You're like, going to be like, hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love his dynamic with Marge. I think that would. Okay, no, yeah. let me think of someone else. I'm just trying to think. See, Crystal's too normal, even though I would want her to host it because I feel like she hosts great parties and cooks really well. Mm-hmm. But there's someone well, I'm, I'm forgetting. Have, yeah. There's someone I'm forgetting, though. Is it someone who's like another nice housewife that you like or no. are you looking at a crazier, kind of more intense person? Yeah, maybe like a Brandy Glanville or something who's just going to stir okay. some stuff up where mm-hmm. we can like – she's a conversation starter, you know, and she would have like a lot of tea, I think. Yeah, and actually her and PK, I bet in a way, would be kind of funny together. Because yes. they'd probably egg each other on. Yes. Okay, we'll go with that. Just like fun and crazy people. I was going to say, that's a very chaotic lineup. That's one of the more eclectic <laughs> ones you've had in a while. I'm into that. Well, you know, I don't want a boring – like if if I'm just going to sit with friends, I, you know, I can have my own friends. But it's like there's a reason we <laughs> want to sit with housewives and husbands, which is like to have an exciting time. And I think these people would bring it. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you want to really do it well. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that PK is in there, but I'm going to stand by it. (laughs) (laughs) Noted PK apologist. (laughs) I know. Like next season, it's like as their empire falls down, I'm going to be, you know, shaking in my boots. But for now, PK has a seat at my table. (laughs) Um. Before we wrap up, and if if people want to check out your music or your work and all that stuff online, where can they do that? So um, you can find me on Instagram. All my social media, I think, is just my name. 
um, which is Galia Arad, which is spelled G-A-L-I-A-A-R-A-D is my last name. And um, yeah, and my I think my YouTube is actually something different now that I've said it, but it's Songs from the Dog Pound, which I don't know, like I made it many years ago. <laughs> like now I'm stuck with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, mostly just my name and Songs from the Dog Pound, and you can find me anywhere with those two, <laughs> with those two things. <laughs> and you, you did release a, 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 an amazing new single recently called Love Pastor, and people can check that out on all the usual places. Yes, on Spotify, you can find all my music and yeah, just the usual places. That's right, Connor. So it'll be on like a playlist alongside Simon Van Campen and Eric J. <laughs> yeah, I Am Real by Simon Van Campen and Love Past Him by me. I would love. <laughs> and the Stuck in the Club remix, I Am Real as well. It'd be so funny if you were doing like a serious interview with music and you were like, you know, with a furrow brow and a hand on your chin went, influenced by Dylan and, and, and Joni Mitchell and of course Simon Van Campen's seminal song I am real I am and real. the journalist is like yeah 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 I know that one you ain't music journalist love to be like oh yeah yeah I loved the first album like just <laughs> fuck with them I don't know if you ever heard um Countess Luan which really informed a lot of my writing this time <laughs> aka the countess is you know oh my god I've actually been watching season I'm I never rewatch anything but for some reason like I think I'm on my own personal lockdown because I have gigs coming up in the UK so I can't get COVID at all oh, um, okay so I'm so scared right now to leave the house so my calming relaxation right now my self-care is re-watching season I've started season two of Real Housewives of New York and it is wow. – Simon is crazy. They are all so insufferable, all of them. But it's so mm. enjoyable. <laughs> so enjoyable. Actually, sorry. I should have asked, like, shows and so, – like, I mean, are you playing shows? Like, since you're, so you're in the UK and Europe. So, like, do you want to tell us about any gigs you have coming up oh, that people do want to check you n- out live? Oh, sorry. No, I didn't mean to th- – there's nothing to promote. I'm doing support over there for Jules Holland, which is amazing, but I don't – there's nothing to oh, wow. promote. Yeah. No, th- that's really exciting, but n- no one needs to like get tickets for those, you know, because he has. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't come, guys. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it's because I'm not in charge of bringing people to those. So it's like I, I have nothing to pr- – no gigs to pr- promote for myself right now. Um, but, yeah, I am going to the UK for those. So I just try not to be canceled <laughs> before I get there. But, yeah, season That's exciting, two. though. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be really fun. But that just means a lot of television while I'm on personal lockdown. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. You're like reliving 2020 solo. You're like, I know. I have housewives and I'm indoors. <laughs> and I'm drinking. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 2020 all over again. <laughs> oh God. That sounds that sounds about right listen it has been so much fun getting to chat to you about housewives i feel like we could we could be here all day but i will let you go galia thank you so much for coming out housewives and me connor this has been such a pleasure you have no idea and i'm sorry if i like talked way too much like i just once i started i couldn't couldn't stop (laughs) (laughs) no that's a good complaint with with the guests i'm delighted thank you very much you're amazing i can't wait to hear more episodes of this podcast not this one but other ones and you're so fun (laughs) and wonderful and I've had such a great time thank you that was Galia Arad here on Housewives and Me you can check out her new single it is called Love Past Him I'll put links to where you can stream that in the show notes for this episode as well 
And thanks again to Panty for pointing out that this person's a housewife fan. Sometimes people will be like, you should get this person. And it does pay off. Now, sometimes I get messages like, you should have Jennifer Lawrence on. <laughs> and as much as I want uh, J-Law to come on for an air and talk about housewives, it's not the easiest interview to secure, but I'll see what I can do. If you liked what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do consider leaving a rating or review. You can do that and it helps the show find more listeners. New episodes of the podcast come out every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on social media at Housewives and Me is where the show is on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me. It's Connor Bean on there as well. Oh, and you can follow Galia on Instagram and Twitter. I'll put those links in the show notes of this episode as well. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of the housewives. Every season and every episode of all of the real housewives is available to stream or download right now on Hey You. And it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here because we are getting stuck straight in thanks to Hey You. You can start a free trial now at HeyU.com. And after that, it's only $5.99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. And there's no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. November is going to be amazing because something that we Housewives fans have dreamed of for years is finally happening. The crossover of dreams I am discussing, I am bringing to your attention. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is coming to Heyu from Friday the 19th of November. I actually cannot believe this is happening. We have Melissa and Teresa from Jersey. We have Kyle from Beverly Hills. We have Cynthia and Kenya. Kenya! From Atlanta, and we of course representing New York have Ramona and Luan as well. What is going to happen when those gals get together? I, I can't even. I can't deal. I actually can't deal. I'm so excited. And if you wanted more, oh, there's more. On Mondays, you will have the Real Housewives of Potomac, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and my girls finally back. The Real Housewives of Melbourne. Come on, everything you could need housewives wise is on Hey You this November.